Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Tuesday, May 28th, day after uh, Memorial Day here on Drive Through HR, and uh, we're welcoming our listeners to today's show. I'm Robin Schooling, uh, one of your hosts, and with me as 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 usual, although not lately, is my co-host, Mike Vanderbilt. Right. Hey, Mike. Hey, Robin. I am, uh, I'm kind of like the cameo host. I just show up occasionally and say hi and disappear for a few weeks, it seems like lately. Yeah. So. You, you come happy, on, you drop happy. some great... <laughs> Great yeah, thought leadership bomb. And, uh, <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, today is Happy Facebook Friendiversary for us. Nine years. So I know I, it I, is. I, I don't know. I don't know how important that is, but it's it it, it means I've known you for a, a, over a decade, which seems yep. to be the number we hover around now because of social media connections. But that that I would not have guessed that it was that long. Thanks to I know. to Facebook for reminding me. But anyway. Happy Friendiversary. Um, Happy I'm doing good. Friendiversary. I'm, well, I'm not, thanks. I'm not doing good. I'm actually doing a lot of stuff. I had a lot of, I had a lot of work stuff going on, and now I've got a lot of personal family stuff going on, dealing with elder care, and it's being very problematic with my professional life. And, and I actually dropped a blog post uh, on my own blog, michaelvandervoort.com, the first one I've written in quite a long time, about it and some resources because this has been – quite a learning experience for me, and I know you've been through some of this because we've shared mm-hmm. stories before, so I don't want to make the podcast about that, but I just want folks to know if I haven't been around for a while, uh, it's for some pretty pretty valid personal reasons, and uh, I guess I don't know an apology, but I'm, I'm learning, and maybe we'll do some content on that one of these days after things settle down, so but let's get to our guests. Yeah, Robin. let's get to our guests, and um, who's going to talk to us about uh, journeys of another sort? Because we're going to talk about the candidate journey today and that experience. So, uh, Dwayne Maltese, who is the CEO and uh, co-founder of Talentigy, is with us today. Hello, Dwayne. Hey, Robin. Hey, Mike. Uh, happy anniversary to you both. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What, what, what does one What does one get on a nine-year anniversary? Uh, a Facebook. It's, it's a. I, an emoji of some sort, but I haven't figured uh, out right. what. <laughs> so, yeah, there should something. be a nine year. It's not a, it's not a poop emoji though, Robin. So outside of that, I don't. No. Know. No. We'll uh, we'll post a, a meme or something, you know, a Facebook meme or something. Um, so Dwayne, welcome to uh, welcome to drive through, and we're going to have a a good conversation today about. Um, Candidate experience, candidate journey, and um, dive a bit into your offerings, really, because this is one of our um, cool tools shows where we kind of like to talk about uh, HR technology, and we're gonna we're gonna rope, you know, kind of wrap that into this candidate experience um, conversation. So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what your background is, and how you've arrived where you are today. Excellent. So, uh, hey, everybody, I'm Dwayne Maltese, as uh, Robin said, the CEO of Talentigy. Um, 
And we're an HR analytics platform, and we work with companies uh, to pinpoint key issues across the complex set of systems that they use to typically recruit uh, their talent or manage their employees. And a lot of what we'll talk about today is focusing on the candidate experience side, so that's kind of where I'll mm-hmm. focus too. Um, but we basically sit on top of a company's uh, existing HR tech stack, so whatever they're using, and track that journey uh, from the first time a candidate uh, comes in as an anonymous visitor uh, through hire. And unlike other analytics platforms, uh, we use a, a tagging technology that we've developed, uh, which is really similar to the way Google tracks websites. But what that means in the non-tech terms is you don't have to worry about integrations. You're not shipping data around. Um, it, it really can be deployed quickly. And that kind of gives us the ability to um, do what we do. And we come, yeah. you know, I've come from a, uh, an HR tech background. So in the early 90s, uh, started a sourcing technology uh, company that we sold, and in the uh, 2000s, uh, built and uh, developed a, an applicant tracking system with our team, and, and, and grew and sold that as well. And uh, before founding Technology or Talentigy in uh, the end of 2016, um, was working in leadership in a talent management uh, uh, company. So all that to be said, been in the HR technology space for. Uh, many years, and Talentigy was really founded on the premise of trying to help companies make the most of their investments in HR tech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With uh, you know, and and I think that that um, you know that just in, in itself is interesting to me as well. I, I like hearing founders' stories and how they got to where they are with whatever tech platform they they've built. Um, you didn't you didn't just come off the street and say I think I'm you know there's all this money out there I'm gonna I'm gonna build an HR tech platform. You have been in the industry. You've seen it from the ground up, and 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 saw where there were areas for improvement. Um, why why the candidate experience? Why focus on the candidates? What sort of led you to say that's that's where we're really going to focus. We just really focus. felt like there's some there's there's problems that have been around, frankly, forever, but certainly for the last 15 to 20 years that just haven't been solved yet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, looking at candidate experience, looking at source of applicant, source of hire. Fundamentally, um, there's great technology out there, and 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 companies use a lot of it. Um, and we really look at it from the standpoint of we believe that there's some you know, meaningful things that have been left on the table uh, from the standpoint of really trying to uh, provide for a great candidate experience and also help companies understand what the impact of, of, a, of, bo- of both a poor and a great candidate experience have uh, on their bottom lines. So yeah. you know, we've it, it's nothing it's not new you know it's kind of old as new again mm-hmm. from that standpoint but uh, we really mm-hmm. wanted to laser focus on some of the areas that we think contribute to poor experiences and some of you know HR's uh, behaviors and adopting technology so that's really that's what led us to uh, to Lentigy. Hmm. Now, one of the things because you mentioned this we actually even teased this in the episode description is. Um, you know, source of hire, um, which, uh, you know, everybody's been battling to solve that mystery forever. Uh, how do I find the actual, you know, source of hire for candidate X? Um, what are some, what are some, 
ways that with with your with Talentigy's overlay over the ATS, how you know without getting too techy, um, sure. how are you solving for that? How are you helping companies? Well, it- it, it, it's a that. work in progress, but you know we it's a it's a real passion. It's a personal passion, frankly, and it's something that we've mm-hmm. focused a lot of time on within the the platform itself. Um, you know, companies have such poor visibility of where candidates and hires, and frankly, you know anywhere within the hiring process where those folks are coming from, um, mm-hmm. and end up relying on whatever's built in. Um, not so much because it's right, but because it's it's there. Uh, it's accessible. It's right. consistent, even though it's consistently wrong. Um, you know, and so you know, we look at things like the you know, knowing that the career website is not a source of hire. It's a it's a destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it never drives candidate traffic. It's where candidates go, and that mm-hmm. you know, the self selection processes return somewhere between a thirty to fifty percent um, error rate on accuracy on on where folks are coming from. So. We, we've yeah. seen it for years. We've seen self-selection. We've seen links passed in from external sources that try and trigger that. And we really yeah. look at, looked at trying to approach it differently. So, you know, first of all, we're looking at the entire candidate journey from the very first time somebody touches uh, the employer's website, um, you know, all the way through to hire. And we look at every single one of those touches and those visits and those steps um, as mm-hmm. coming from some source. And mm-hmm. um, we use uh, a, a, basically an, autom- an algorithm that looks at all of those various sources automatically, um, not what someone says um, or what's necessarily yeah. passed in, although we collect that too to be able to show it side by side. And then we weight uh, effectively that information so companies can really contrast where folks are actually coming from, compare that with what mm-hmm. they're seeing in their reporting data and make better informed decisions on what's truly driving uh, folks to their site, what's driving conversions, what's driving engagement and disengagement for the content mm-hmm. that they would interact with, and ultimately connecting all that back into the ATS data downstream mm-hmm. to hire. So we spend quite a bit of time uh, with our employers to help them connect the dots on that and provide a pretty different picture from what most companies look at when they're looking at a traditional uh, source of hire report. Right, because it looks like you 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 built out some um, some pieces on the platform that must make the employer branding people very happy, where they can run a campaign or have video content or whatever, and you can go out and 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 track that back in. Yeah, we're tracking everything. We're tracking every interaction, yeah. every touch point, and and obviously that generates a lot of data. I mean. You know, a candidate throughout the their life cycle is going to touch on average, you know, six or more systems uh, throughout mm-hmm. that journey. Um, and those systems generally are loosely coupled or disconnected, have their own uh, levels of report. So one of the most important things we do is we kind of unify the visibility across all those systems. And mm-hmm. we look at every single interaction. We look at every touch, every piece of content uh, the candidates are consuming where they're leaving, all of their behavior, and all of that, mm-hmm. you know, tracks across systems. So you're not looking at a siloed view from system to system. You're looking at it in a unified way, much like the candidate experiences it overall. Yeah. And then we're really digging into what those behaviors, what those patterns and trends are. So, yeah, we, we've yeah. really tuned the system to look at the way um, 
uh, job seekers and candidates um, are interacting with the platforms that that companies use to attract and mm-hmm. and and engage with them. And, and what are what are you finding? Because um, we'll, uh, y'all just put out recently put out a, a research report, and we'll we'll get to that you know a little a little bit later. But um, it's perhaps included in there. But what are you what are you finding is the typical uh, point, and and it, there's maybe not a typical one, but the, the generally the typical point in that candidate journey where folks are dropping off is it once they hit the ATF and they have to start doing a 45-minute application? Is it another point? Um, is is there a common point in the, across your clients or folks you've surveyed? I mean, the answer is yes. I mean, there there are leaks in the funnel um, throughout the funnel, and some are by design, some are to kind of help folks exit themselves out of the process, and some right. are unintentional. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what we really do is identify, you know, those areas where there's leakage, and you know, help to try and redirect it. I mean, certainly, uh, it starts from the very first touch. I mean, when we look at exit rates mm-hmm. and we look at what companies spending so much money to drive. Uh, candidate traffic into their technologies that kind of harness that information. We see huge amounts of uh, disengagement uh, from the get-go, uh, whether hmm. it's uh, the, you know bounce rates and, and and particularly in some cases related to um, you know the various types of advertising recruitment marketing that's out there that drives traffic but doesn't necessarily convert uh, uh, that traffic right. uh, along the way. Certainly, uh, in in the the job search process, you know, which these days is you know may very well be disconnected from the ATS proper. Um, mm-hmm. You know, going through all the different hoops of registering and registering sometimes multiple times, and certainly mm-hmm. the application process. So it's it's in a, any number of areas across um, each one of those. We look at that you know within the journey and look at those leaks and. You know, one of the more interesting areas that we've seen um, and what we really kind of hone in on is um, during uh, the application processes in kind of the pre-screening areas where you might expect um, uh-huh. to redirect someone. Um, but, you know, it's amazing to see the amount of candidates that will take the time to learn about a job, apply for, you know, get to the point of application mm-hmm. and then leave during that that initial set of questions. And you have to ask yourself mm-hmm. – was the trip really necessary? Couldn't they have exited mm-hmm. out of the process before that, or couldn't we help them redirect their interest in us as an organization um, to other potential positions? And, and that's a, that's a big right. number. I mean, that's between you know twenty five and fifty percent in some cases across the board. So we see all the typical exit points that that you, mm-hmm. know, you and your your listeners are probably aware of, but we also see um, those that really kind of represent. Um, the technology doing, you know, technically what it's supposed to do, but also yeah. providing for a huge opportunity to redirect where that that interest to uh, other areas potentially in the organization. Yeah, I um, at a previous gig of mine um, that I left last year to move to my current role, but a, a, a previous my previous job, we um, high turnover. Uh, service industry, hospitality industry, so um, constant, constant, constant sourcing, recruiting, hiring, huge top of funnel activity. And 
we we found it um you know that took so much time <laughs> obviously with very little resources um and so we implemented uh, i i mean i i brought in a chatbot just to handle that top of funnel um piece and that helped tremendously because i i truly did want at that point in the process i i did want people to self-select out on some pretty basic things and um you know i saw that that was like the greatest thing uh you know that i ever implemented at that organization was bringing that in um so that that candidate could make some decisions but it also interestingly enough i found um the way we built the the script in the chatbot it was very um it was human enough for people that they felt that they were also still interacting with a person. I, I, I truly think there were a lot of people that didn't realize it was a chatbot. And it was a, it was a text-enabled process, and um, you know, because they would, you could tell by some of the answers that they would write. I was like, okay, I think they think they're interacting with a person, um, but it it helped tremendously. And so I think there's when you look at that candidate journey, it is the yeah, I want to keep the right people in there. Um, I do want people to self-select out. But I also was really mindful with that use of that tech that I wanted them to also feel like they were having a little bit of a human interaction for down the road, you know, so that they were getting their, really at the end of the day, they were getting their questions answered as well. Sure, and I mean, that's 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 overwhelmingly, frankly, you know, we we talked a little bit about the, kind of some of the research that we've been doing and, and, you know, one of the areas that came through time and again uh, through the research is just the desire uh, for candidates that want, you know, timely feedback and consistent feedback and transparent feedback and, and all along the way. So, you know, chatbots and and full disclosure, we have a chatbot, you know, within our platform Mm -hmm. as well that that does a lot of those types Mm -hmm. of things. Uh, from that standpoint, and it's a great way to engage. And there's a lot of good technologies yeah. out there that can kind of support that re-engagement uh, or kind of re uh, redirecting of interest within the organization. And then you have to ask yourself, you know, mm-hmm. why did they come here in the first place? You know, under under the presumption that they they uh, maybe wanted to apply for that job that they weren't a fit right. for. And that's something that we also really get uh, uh we, we dig into and try and understand so we can keep that from happening or you know again better mm-hmm. hone the message and the the direction of the job seeker there but i mean you know from the report mm-hmm. itself you know 63 percent of candidates were are, are dissatisfied you know with the communications that they get you know before and after applying for mm-hmm. jobs and and over 95 percent of the job seekers um rate the ability to follow up and get that information uh, and feedback on the application process and, and uh, from the, as a, as one of the most important features on the career website. So it's, you know, those yes. are two just raw stats, but there are, it came through loud and clear across all generations, across all feedback mm-hmm. that the communication, uh, the communication is generally lacking and the ability to really understand um, what to do next and, and how to engage with the employer is something that's a, a real desire out there. Yeah. And it's so it seems like it should be such a simple, you know, part of the process. Um 
you know, you're sitting in your in your ATS, you close that requisition, you move the not selected candidates over here, and it should just be a, a you know, an automatic. Thank you so much. We filled the position, and you know, when you when you hear stories or you dive into research or surveys or things such as you've done, and and you realize that so many organizations just don't even do that. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, the, again, the basics are lacking. I look at it as you know, you, you kind of use the top of the funnel analogy. I mean, it, it, you know, all along the funnel there are these leaks, and again, some of them are intentional and some of them aren't. And uh, you know, yeah. they have big consequences. I mean, just that, just that basic follow up. And you know, I would even, I would argue, just the the exercise of, of getting something out. That's your table stakes and and keeping somebody informed. But you know, some of the qualitative aspects there too, I think, are important. Um, because I mean, the, the impacts are huge. I mean, the the, mm-hmm. the the again, kind of looking at at the bottom line of it, you know, our research shows that 54% of job seekers that have a negative experience says that would definitely impact their decision to buy or do business with the company. And even if you're not in a consumer yeah. business, um, you know, we look at the 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 feedback that we got too that 69% of job seekers that had a negative experience along the way would would rarely or never reapply to the employer again. So, you know, it's a lost shot and it's not a lost shot just at that point in time. It's a lost shot for good uh, in many of those cases. So there are direct bottom line impacts to not treating uh, job seekers and candidates, uh, you know, with at least the respect that you would treat a, a customer or a consumer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, one of the things uh, I, I, I believe that you do as well is, yes, there's the um you know insight in the tracking of that that candidate and journey and that candidate experience but you have the ability with with Talentogy to take that into the employee experience correct yeah i mean for us it's you know we think of it as we're sitting top uh, we're sitting on top of talent systems and on the employee side it's 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 a lot of the same problem it's a lot of different systems, um, a lack of visibility across those systems, and how, in, you know, in this case, employees engage with those systems and the programs mm-hmm. that they, they power. Um, it's, it's just as much of a communication challenge as it is on the recruiting side. It's, it's how, do we, how do we tell people about our programs, our upcoming performance review processes? How do we get them mm-hmm. to engage with the investment we're making in learning and, and employee development. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's some of the very same challenges um, that yeah. folks on the talent acquisition side face. And so, yeah, we sit on top of those systems as well and, and give, you know, the same type of visibility into how people are interacting and, and also looking at, at where they're coming from too, you know, what messages are resonating, yeah. what campaigns are, what campaigns aren't. So Obviously, it's a different a different audience, but it's very much the same set of challenges mm-hmm. uh, that plague the the talent acquisition side of the house. Mm-hmm. Well, because you know, sometimes you go through the the honeymoon, the dating, the courtship phase of uh, you know the recruiting and and being hired, you know, and then you come in and it's the honeymoon. I've just joined this organization, and then I'm dealing with the internal systems, and it's uh, you know. It's even more of a cluster <laughs> sometimes once you become an employee and leading to that dissatisfaction, which can be even think of the price and the cost impact of the dissatisfied employee is even greater. 
Sure. And, and I mean, it, you know, and it, it's what's funny, whether it's, it's the candidate side or the employee side, um, what a lot of employers don't realize is, is you know, the candidates and, and employees in that case, they want to help. They want to give feedback. They have ideas. Right. They want to help companies improve. Um, yes. it, this is kind of candidate specific, but, you know, three-fourths of the respondents that we talked to weren't asked for any feedback at all about their experience. No big surprise there. But on the other side of that, 68% said that if they were given the opportunity to, to give feedback, they would. You know, and so mm-hmm. how much better would it be if there were you know, default mechanisms to share that feedback at just the right time or even better mm-hmm. to intervene if we detect someone struggling? And that's what we do uh, quite often mm-hmm. to gather that feedback. It's a lot better than it ending up um, you know, out on employer review sites. You know, give, give them right. the opportunity to have a voice uh, and an opinion. They, they've certainly uh, demonstrated that they're willing to provide that feedback. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, – what are some other – you know, we've covered a lot of the, the insights already from the um, uh, from the research re- uh, report, the candidate experience report that you just did. What, what, are, what were some other sort of key findings that, that well, surfaced? Yeah, so we looked at the report in general. I mean, there's obviously a lot of, a lot of good research out there in candidate experience. Um, we mm-hmm. wanted to kind of bring our own into the ecosystem and – and kind of bring in some other points in the discussion. So, you know, we, we canvassed, you know, more than 4,000 job seekers um, that were engaged in a job search within the last 18 months. We did that in March. Um, And then we segmented the responses into the four main generational groups. So baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z. So everything, all the research kind of trickles down from there. So we cover a lot of territory. So, you know, like I just mentioned, business impacts, uh, of both bad and good candidate experience. We talked about, um, you know, what negative experiences do. On the flip side of that, you know, we show that 82% of those job seekers said that they'd share a positive experience with friends and in mm-hmm. their network as well. So it's not all bad news. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get it right, yeah. they'll amplify the good. Um, yeah. You know, we cover um, how job seekers find employers, the content that they're looking for, the features mm-hmm. of the career website that they're looking for, um, uh, along the way and what they think is important uh, on a career website and in and, and that experience. Uh, we look at technical issues uh, and the perception of the support that they're given um, during the, you know, the application and, and during the hiring uh-huh. process or the lack thereof. Um, we look at kind of satisfaction levels across the hiring process and we do a deep dive into candidate behavior and, and how they feel it aligns with the employment process. So that point that we were just talking right. about of folks that are, um, you know, applying for a job and they kind of self-select out and, 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 and why do they do that and how can we better redirect that? We really tried to get a gauge on how job seekers felt each stage of the employment process aligned with their expectations. Um, and gotcha. so there's some definitely some interesting findings there. So a lot of, a lot of stats and again, all broken uh, across uh, a generational view, but uh, definitely some uh, interesting findings to help companies mm-hmm. make a case for improving. Again, this mm-hmm. is a candidate experience-focused study, uh, but also mm-hmm. uh, you know, help them understand um, kind of what's in the mind of, of the job seeker. Is, did you find uh, through, through that study, is, is video um, on a career site, is that <clears throat> critical? Is that more important to some than others? You know, we talk so much about having video 
Yeah, we did. We actually asked the question. We, you know, we asked the question, you know, how important are these features on a company's website and video content about the job or company was one of the questions that we mm-hmm. asked. And uh, it, it ranked high. It was, uh, f- uh, if I look mm. at the report, 55% uh, across mm. the board said video was important. Um, now that's in, you know, but 94, 95% of, of job seekers said an understanding of how to follow up on the application was important. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, video is, yeah. It's, uh, it, it definitely was in there along with um, ability to find information on company culture and benefits. Um, yeah. You know, clear instructions on how to get help. You know, the the top three uh-huh. were how to follow up on an application, culture and benefits, uh, how to get help. You know, followed by employee testimonials. That was also very high ranked at seventy four percent overall. And then that was followed by video. So so definitely yeah. uh, uh, a push there. Uh, and some yeah. moderate differences uh, where there was a little more engagement uh, in the, on the the generational side there as well. Yeah, yeah, and and what we tend to do, unfortunately, on on the uh, <clears throat> HR or recruiting side is is we communicate with our candidates through our ATS, and often have embedded in that "thank you for applying" email. Uh, please don't respond to this because this is an unattended mailbox. Right. So we don't do a very good job with that at all. We definitely don't. Well, we yeah, are. Most, um, most communications are broadcast and not not yep. two way, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, well, we are uh, we are getting close here. We have about thirty seconds, and um, I told you time would fly by. It so does. I want to give you, Dwayne, an opportunity to tell everybody uh, listening where they can find you, um, you yourself personally, company, company website, Twitter handle, whatever. Yep. So uh, we're on we're on all of those. Um, you know, personally, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on the the company side at uh, talentigy uh, dot com. Uh, you can also find. Uh, the latest copy of the research there, it's free. You can download it. Uh, anybody can go there, but mm-hmm. definitely on LinkedIn. Um, and the uh, from there, that's uh, a lead off into all of the other social media properties for Twitter and Facebook and the uh, the like, uh, if you'd like to engage with us there. But a uh, great place to start is uh, over at Talentogy.com. Great. Well, thank you so much, and we are out of time. And um, thank you, Dwayne, and it's been a pleasure. Talk to everybody next Thanks for week. having me. Thanks, Robin. Yep. Take care. Bye.